Hello, and welcome to the show that, despite the pleas of our families and friends, simply will not stop talking about D&D. So ready your spells and weapons, grab the shiniest set of your math rocks, and prepare for critical friendship. So today we are going to be discussing part two of the uh, the questions that we got on that, uh, that Facebook post. Um... They were questions posed to us specifically about uh, Dan's part of our homebrew world that we share together. Um, now, granted, some of these I will be answering myself too, or just adding on extra little follow-up questions or bits or helping improvise some stuff. But uh, yeah, this is this is quite a uh, open discussion thing here. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so Dan, yes, how do you want to do this? All right. So again, we uh, we had these questions that uh, were sent in from all about D and D, or yeah, all about D and D. Um, all things D and D. All thing, all things D and D. That's right. Uh, um, quick, quick disclaimer on the episode: we are currently sitting in two separate cars <laughs> with cords running all over the place, uh, so that we can record this. Um, if there is some background noise or some humming or some weird crackles in the audio, I do apologize. Um, we don't have a sound studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we decided to uh, to come down to Blake's side of the world and uh, <laughs> try to try to do some fun uh, outdoor stuff here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're we're in our vehicles with the windows almost rolled up. It's getting rather warm in mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I have my AC on, so <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so it should be fun. If you need to, you know, turn it on for a little bit, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we are. Uh, let's let's just go right into it. Um. So the 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 first question that was uh posed to us for today if i can get to it here all right so this first question is from tavo montoya and again uh she she i believe it was a she uh sent it in uh sent in a couple of questions so we'll get through these um so the first one is what are some common fantasy cliches and tropes that also appear in the homebrew setting so it it's an interesting thing here because my world is a little bit new. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm still working through some of those things of what constitutes the uh, the fantasy clichés that I add in here, but uh I decided to go through uh and look up some um that may apply or may not apply at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I kind of wrote out some, some ideas for it that, uh, so the, the first couple here are, uh, one of, one of the first ones is, uh, the chosen one. So basically like there's a character that is a, uh, a chosen, um, hero to defend the world um but mine really doesn't have a particular chosen one um the ooh, this you want to use mine 
<laughs> I mean, he's already dead, but... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So your side of the world actually had a... Well, it was, it was more of, of on a cosmic scale, but... Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, I was thinking more... more um, just for an example, say uh, Aragorn, I feel like could... Or maybe even Frodo could have been like the chosen one to carry the 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 ring or I mean, Aragorn. they kind of both were in, kinda, in their yeah. own ways yeah um or like a lot of times they'll use like prophecies for this kind of thing of like oh there is this specific person with these chosen sets of skills and that mm. uh is meant to save the world um my world is a bit more like when needs arise there's there are people who will rise up to to take those on um yeah i mean absolutely there was um one of the story arcs that i was i was running on my side of the planet was um there there's far realm incursion because i love aberrations yeah um and uh there was a prophecy of a group of people that were going to stop it mm-hmm. But it was vague on who it was going to be. Like, there was no specifics about said people. Right. So there was a, a NPC that was, that was running these, like, this gauntlet type of thing to see if anybody was worthy to go and, go and do more. And, and he, would, he would help them and equip them to send them out to go and do this, this, this job. And um, essentially what it ended up being is... It was my way of saying, like, okay, hey, you know, if you guys all succeed in this, then you guys were the prophesied ones. Hooray! Isn't that wonderful? But, like, if your character dies and you have to write in a new one, well, I guess uh, <laughs> guess it wasn't about you, was it? Right, <laughs> right, yeah. I, I guess that kind of does fit in with uh, with my, my side of the world, too, because that's kind of what happened in the beginning of the campaign was... Uh, my players, you guys were um, heading over to uh, Aloin to uh, compete in this tournament. And the king was looking for these people to uh, go on this particular quest. But he, he was, he's still learning, not learning, but still gain. You guys are still gaining his trust yeah. at this point. Um, Sucks for him that he got a bunch of screw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a an assassin rogue, a, a a ranger who doesn't know what money is, uh, <laughs> a barbarian a bar- who's eating raw potatoes like apples. Yeah, and then you know, a high elf wizard. <laughs> pretty standard high elf wizard, you know. Yeah, not, pretty not, standard. Not not too crazy there. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of screw ups and then Aaliyah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is which is fun because we're we're coming up with her backstory right now and it's it's a lot of fun because you guys just learned that her parents are uh uh enchanters and mm-hmm. uh big wigs. Big wigs in, in the city, the main uh Aloin proper. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> so it's it'll come up later with with uh playing through, but it's just a lot of fun to try to 
try to figure these things out because she is very much not like her family. <laughs> um, she's a bit more uh, structured and a bit more like school learned and, uh-huh. <laughs> and stuff like that. Where whereas her family is a little bit more out there. There's a there is a family of wizards in the Legend of Driss series, and I cannot currently remember their names. Um, like what the family name is, but they're like really eccentric and weird. And like, Mm -hmm. like just to get into their like home, you have to, uh, like you have to pass all these like weird, like magic puzzles and stuff. And then like at one point when you walk on the bridge, like instead of going over the top of the bridge, cause every time you try, you get like stuck or it turns you around or something. You have to go like underneath and then walk upside down on the bottom side of it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's all gravity these, like, is reversed. <laughs> yeah. It's all these like weird, wacky, like tests just to like go and see them. Oh, man, and then cool. if, the, of course they get there and like everything about the place is like weird and whimsical and yeah. goofy and, and the the dwarf that's with them, uh, Bruner, is just so angry and grumpy the whole time. He's just like wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do we talk about him or no? Bruner, not Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruner. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Colin. <laughs> um. <laughs> Been holding on to that one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, sorry, that's, that's just a little tangent. That's what it made me think of when you're like, her family is a lot more a little weird, <laughs> yeah, a little bit more weird. Um, but yeah, um, so again, like the, a couple of the, the tropes and stuff, I, I don't know if you care if I go through a couple of other ones, but, um, so I'll, I'll just name off a couple and then kind of go through them. Uh, so a couple of them is like a wise old wizard. Uh, the One of the party is an orphan or, you know, things like that. Or um, uh, what's what's the other one? Um, like damsels in distress and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so for for my uh, <laughs> for my campaign, my world uh it's a lot of wizards. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a wizards and magic are very prevalent. So, uh, the, I'm sure there are a few wise old wizards, but at the moment I haven't statted any of them out. So, <laughs> but like it, it has, it's definitely, it leans heavy on some of the, the fantasy tropes, um, that are out there, but not too heavily to where it's like, Oh yeah, I recognize that from this, that, the other. Like, yeah, no, you're this not, is its own thing. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be running around and be like, oh yes, that is Gandalf. It's right, like, exactly. Well, I mean, it might, but you, well, you can have, you can have, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can have like inspiration from Gandalf. Yeah, because absolutely. Pretty much, like, I mean, I feel like most wizards kind of just do. Yeah. Um, at least when you have the wise old wizard. Yeah. Um, but then like. You know, you you make it unique. You make it your own. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I'd be remiss if I did not try to at least have a wizard in there that had something to do with Gandalf because Gandalf is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the I can do the voice, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass. Uh, <laughs> go or collect two hundred dollars. 
little bit of whiplash there, but okay. <laughs> Monopoly fantasy. Uh, <laughs> Lord, of the, Lord of the Rings Monopoly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you shall not. That's probably what it is. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I've said it before, but there are too many versions of Monopoly. Like for crying out loud, yeah. there's a Floresville Monopoly. Oy. The only place that could even possibly sell that is the one like retail place in Floresville, which is there's like this, there's a Walmart there. Mm-hmm. But that's like Floresville. For those of you who don't know, tiny little town, <laughs> real close to where I live. They have their own version of Monopoly. Yeah. Why? Cause why, why? not? Why? Why not? I saw it in the in the Floresville Walmart one time, and it was just like, "Who is this for? The three people who live here?" <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Wild. Uh, um, one of the ones I definitely wanted to get get to in in this this question was um, the different races. That's a that's one of the the tropes. Um, that I looked up was that there's different races in uh, fantasy worlds and um, which, you know, obviously in D and D there are plenty of races to choose from a whole bunch. Um, so at, at the moment you guys have seen, have met some elves, some half elves, dwarves, Genasi, orcs, half orcs. And then obviously you guys are, uh, you have a Yanti, a, a kobold, a high elf, and a, a lizard folk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's definitely a bunch, but I am looking forward to you guys meeting some some new ones because uh, maybe not new necessarily, but like I want I want to try to um, homebrew one or two things because my my world is based a lot around dragons mm-hmm. um and so you're gonna meet a lot of dragonborns and and stuff like that around the world will we be encountering a dracotar a dracotar it's in one Re- of the it's in one of the kobold press books that i've i've let you borrow at some point it's, okay it's like a centaur but the bottom like the top half right. is a dragonborn bottom half is a drake uh, okay you know, I I I really have to read through that that book <laughs> some more because I mean, I don't see why not. You know, yeah. there's there's so many things to choose from like uh so you guys have already come across uh something that it, it's not necessarily a race but it is a species of of dragon um called a uh a moldrake. Mm-hmm. Um we killed it. Yeah, you killed it. <laughs> we very much unalived it with prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> um so they're going to be very very much prevalent around and I like I said I want to try to homebrew something where uh it's some kind of dragonborn but just something different, you know what I mean? Um we can uh we can bounce some ideas off of each other because I had a uh a kingdom on on my side that was called the Tanin Collective that mm-hmm. was it was all draconic races. Oh, okay. And one of the things that they did um that kind of put them at odds with another kingdom called Illustratum 
was they would magically crossbreed different types of dragons mm-hmm. and different types of dragon kin. And so, like, their their armies were made up of, like, half-dragon and dracotars, and, and they they came up with, like, the, the, the kobold variant known affectionately and canonically as the swobold. Right, you know, right. You know, stuff, yeah. stuff like that. And so, like, they, they had all kinds of, like, mutated dragon hybrid creatures. Yeah. And so like in in on my side at least that's kind of where it all came from because the Tanin collective just they just screw around with magic and, and yeah and and draconic magic specifically. Yeah. And not only that too, but one of the things I was uh Ariel and I were talking about uh today and and over the last couple of weeks where we were building some of this stuff out was um one of the one of the uh the heroes that you mm-hmm. uh, that we had talked about uh his name Kate his name is Cadence his name Cadence <laughs> he named Cadence um, name he's actually from your side of the world ooh um he came over to uh explore and um be is he still alive uh he is not still alive. Oh in in today's day and age okay. but um yeah uh king arandor is the only one that's oh from the map mages yeah um except for one that you'll find out about later <laughs> um but where was it going? oh yeah so it could very easily have been you know something where the the dragons from your side of the or dragon borns or dragon dragon kin, kin yeah from your side of the world populated over here somehow yeah um <laughs> i mean if if i'm not mistaken uh the way i had it set up to neen and the illustratum were fairly close to the edge of the map that i had mm-hmm. and that was kind of where we were going to split and like cut cut our world into the two places like you take this half i got this half yeah so it wouldn't be too far out of the question because there is a pretty brutal war that people have left on both sides and been like i don't want to have anything to do with this anymore Mm -hmm. so like even even on the other continent which was pretty far across the seas you had you know you had people from tanin that were there and so it wouldn't be that far-fetched for okay some of them fled and went your way yeah and, and and or and, maybe some of the magic from my side that could touched even, on the that could even be some of where they're where they're harnessing it from yeah but uh, Tanin and Illustratum were some of the much much older like well established ancient civilizations right 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 okay whereas like the the city that I had the whole campaign going around was fairly new Tanin and Illustratum had been there for like thousands of years gotcha okay. I mean, Sweet variations of them. Yeah. Same name, but you know, cultures change. Right, whatnot. of course. The war that they've been having has only been going on for a few decades. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, I'll, I'll just touch on one more, uh, real quick because we kind of talked about it a little bit already. Uh, one of the other tropes is bad guy is a dark wizard. <laughs> I thought bad guy was dragon. 
bad guy is dragon, <laughs> but there is another bad guy. Yeah, there's obviously more than one bad guy. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember who I said was the bad guy, or, or I don't know if I ever said it in the other episode or not. I don't know that you brought it up. Okay, all right, never mind then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that let's just put it this way: one of the uh, one of the map mages doesn't quite have the the same heart as the rest of them and <laughs> and is also the one that's not dead possibly <laughs> possibly <laughs> okay definitely <laughs> well, like you you just said one of them's you, not dead and then you just talked about one in the present tense yeah, like yeah <laughs> come on dude <laughs> i'm not very good at keeping secrets all right <laughs> Oh goodness. Yeah. Um but yeah, if we wanna move on to another question. Um so the next question uh I'm actually gonna ask you to help me out with this one because I'm not as versed in the deeper lore of of D D to be able to answer this question uh thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um so the the next question was again from Tavo Montoya. Uh it was what's different about the setting that would surprise anybody used to classic campaigns like Forgotten Realms or Greyhawk. Um So I I do have some answers to this, but I would like to know what your thoughts are and see if you have anything that you've noticed from the campaign or uh anything that we've talked about that might be different from the lore that you know? Um, Well, so one thing that I would say stands out very, very strongly is uh, I I can't fully speak for Greyhawk. Um, I know more about Forgotten Realms, and oftentimes the stuff I know about Greyhawk kind of blends in my head. They they kind of mush together, and and I'm like, wait a minute, was that that Forgotten Realms? Was that Greyhawk? Which one? Yeah. I, I don't always know. So if I say something that's incorrect, get over it. It's my podcast, not yours. <laughs> um, that was to the audience, not to Dan. Yeah, I, I, I figured that much. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I've noticed that's a lot more, um, I don't know, that one of the big differences is that uh, the question of divinity is a lot more in the air. Mm. So yeah, the one of the one of the things that I've noticed that's a pretty big difference is um with like Forgotten Realms and stuff like that, they have these well-established gods that everybody like whether they worship them or follow them or believe in their tenets or whatever, everybody kind of understands that like okay, these deities are a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So like Drizzt in in the beginning of the books, he's like I don't I don't follow any gods, but he doesn't question whether or not the spider queen Lolth is real right like he was raised in drow society he has seen the effects of the spider queen and he hates her but he never really questions whether or not she's real mm-hmm. um and then he's introduced later on to uh Maliki, who is one of the nature gods in the forgotten realms and and ends up kind of following her tenants okay um and so it's it's like it's established that 
everybody kind of agrees, like, yeah, these gods are real. Yeah. They're, they're out there. They're real. They do their things. They affect reality, stuff like that. Our world, it's everybody generally has some kind of faith. Mm-hmm. But there's that question that we have of like, okay, is there one God and then a bunch of like powerful beings or is it, you know, one greater God and then a bunch of like, you know, more powerful ones. And then you have like lesser gods and then under them you have celestials and demons and whatever. Like, yeah, that's that's up in the air. You know, that's that's more in question than it is in a lot of other fantasy genres that you'll read. Like, yeah, you know, you you have. um you have something like Dragon Age where like even even like you, you have like the regular realms, which is like Orle, uh, Ferelden, you know, stuff like that. And then you have Tevinter and they're opposed to each other, but they both still believe in the maker. Mm-hmm. Right. They believe that there's different teachings that come from the maker, but like it's pretty well established and understood that, OK, there's the maker. This, yeah. this is our God. Mm-hmm. Right. Um Whereas in ours, it's not uncommon for people to just be like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it kind of, it reflects real world situations here mm-hmm. because in, in the real world, it's very much up in the air where like there's people like us that believe there is one God. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure of, of, of my belief. Right. Like, yeah. But there's also <laughs> that underlying like, human doubt of like we've never seen it or like it mm-hmm. like it affects us and it affects our world but like not to the degree that yeah uh you don't D&D does. you don't have <laughs> clerics walking around and using divine intervention right. to literally call on their deity to like hey this guy's ticking me off can you like wipe him out for me in right. a spectacular fashion like <laughs> i mean that happened back in the bible days kind of but you know like yeah, nowadays there, it's a little bit more up in the air a couple cities <laughs> <laughs> a couple of cities a couple of peoples uh, one time the entire globe <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> so like it's definitely it definitely mirrors life mm-hmm. because like as much as we can know, we know, but we don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and there's a lot of people out there that don't know and, yeah. and are a bit more like skeptical about yeah. any <sighs> kind of God being existing. Yeah. With, without getting too theological, that's where a good bit of faith comes in. Right. Play. Exactly. Whereas in D&D, and, and I would say even in, in my campaign, there is, there is affecting of mm-hmm. the gods on the world. Absolutely. But there are people who don't see it. Yeah. And people that can probably explain it away, quote unquote, mm-hmm. with magic or science or whatever you want to call it. Um but there is definitely an influence. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, I would, cool. s- I would say one of the other things, and it, it also has to do with like the deities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know <clears throat> in forgotten realms and in Greyhawk, Um, so like you, you have, you know, deities and, you know, you have others that are vying for their power and stuff like that. And if one of them dies, it's, it's more akin to like a person dying. 
where it's uh-huh. like, okay, you know, he died, but like somebody else took up his mantle, somebody else took up his place. Like it's not like there's an empty throne in the heavens or whatever. You know, it's it's like the the death god in the Forgotten Realms has changed so many times. Mm-hmm. At one point, three wizards challenged the god of death and were victorious to the point where the death god was like, okay, you guys can have it. And he stayed as kind of like a, a powerful advisor, but gave them the different aspects of his divine divine domain of death. Uh-huh. And then it changed again because, you know, some people went and didn't like those death gods and got rid of them. And now there's Kelimvor and like like it, it changes. So like when when a god or a deity dies in the Forgotten Realms, it's just kind of like, OK, he's dead, whatever. Somebody else takes his mantle and we move on in my setting, at least. When something like that dies, yes, something else takes its place, but in the memories of mortals, it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. So, like, they can't remember the first god of creativity because he was corrupted and had his mantle stripped from him and was banished to the far realm. Okay. When he came back, the second god of creativity basically gave like because the gods were not allowed to intervene they they can't come down and like stick their hands in the earth and and mess around with stuff they're forbidden from that yeah and to try to protect humanity from what this entity was doing because it was no longer a god but it was godlike in power it it had the powers of a greater god mm-hmm. he gave up his mortality and his mantle and stepped down into the world and ended up being killed for it because after he gave it up an oracle basically told him the future like you're not the one to do this like it's you're gonna fail yeah and he was like okay well i i gotta do what i can anyways and ended up dying for it and it ended up being his son that that stopped and re-banished this being out of reality because basically one of the reasons why the deities can't interfere is because they can't bring this being or can't or won't bring this being into reality because Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's world ending. Yeah. And so the only people that will or can is mortals. And it's like, okay, fine. If you wanted this, you got it. Y'all deal with it. Yeah. Like this is, it's kind of your problem now. And so he gave up his divinity and then ended up dying over it, but had a son during his mortal life who ended up being the one to push this being back out of reality, re-banish it to the far realm. But Mm -hmm. that god, his name was Diophis, that god has just been forgotten. Like, the, the physical evidence of his existence on Earth or on on the world is still there but nobody remembers him because he died and when a concept which is kind of what the gods are when a concept dies like how do you kill a concept you have to completely erase it from all living memory right and so the only one that's left that even remembers him is his grandson okay and he's still alive because he turned himself into an arch lich or a demi lich to basically keep an eye on on reality and make sure that nobody's trying to open up a gateway to the far realm and let this thing back in yeah um and so like 
that that I would say is one aspect that's kind of interesting. So I guess I I would say like maybe in the perspective of your side of the world, like it it's more of like when one of these celestials that is over one of these domains mm-hmm. perishes, then you would forget that that one ever even existed and a new one would take its place. And then in your mind, so that there's no disruption, there's no like, ah, you know, everything's changing because it's, it's got a new mind in control of it. Every like reality just kind of auto adjusts and rewrites itself to, okay, this thing has always been here. Yeah. Even if it hasn't been also like the other thing about it too, is that it allows for retconning. (laughs) Well, it allows for retconning, but also, the way I've presented it in, especially in this last session, was um, the angel that gave Ozzy his powers mm-hmm. um, presented it as the main god, Irisil, uh-huh. uh, like basically does uh, through the angel gives power to mm-hmm. uh, his clerics and his, you know, whatever it is. Um, divine soul sorcerer, uh, <laughs> basically a cleric, <laughs> basically a cleric. Yeah. Um, but it, I guess it kind of depends on what you believe and what, what happens to make that happen. Because mm-hmm. in, on my side of the world, again, like that, the main God, Erisil grants the, celestials and the and the angels and demons and stuff well maybe not the demons but um the powers to bestow on people yeah and doesn't so, necessarily have to grant it to demons seeing as how they're usurping power anyways so it's kind of just like a- right yeah. <laughs> like they they kind of just steal it yeah yeah um but basically like it's a it's like what you said if if a particular concept dies or uh, one of the angels dies Irisil's going to put Iris- another one in its yeah, place yeah Irisil can can fix that and so that there's no mind breaking like adjustment for Ozzy trying to figure out what happened to the other one it just auto rewrites his memories to no 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 it's always been this thing right exactly yeah and and that's that's kind of one that I've not really seen in other things. Like you know, there's there's been other media where it's like, okay, there was a god of this and it died, and then you know, people either forgot about it or its domain was absorbed by others. But like, it's still there, and it's like, no, this one it it erases from existence. Yeah. And so like, there's there's some writings and some stuff like that about Diophis. And there's some items that he created, some like legendary artifact items that were created by him in his war against this this entity. But when it really comes down to it, it's like, okay, let me try to find out what Diophis is because I have this item called the last word or the last will of Diophis. Mm. Okay, but what is it? What 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 is what is Diophis? You can't find it. Right. Right. Like nobody knows. Even even a creature that's ancient probably might not even know, but if you speak to his grand grandson, mm-hmm. then he can tell you, A, because he's magically shielded himself from forgetting because he wanted to be, like, 
a repository of all like information and knowledge, like to the extent that he's able to be. Yeah. And then also wanted to be able to see everything. So his specialty was divination magic. Yeah. So even if he were to forget something like that, he could potentially divine it back out. Yeah. Cool. But what about you? What are what are some of the and 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 again? There's there's no like massive differences. No, it's all it's all kind of like it's all D and D. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's all <laughs> D and D. It's all fantasy. There's there's not we're not reinventing the wheel here. Yeah, My, no, n- neither of us have enough uh, arrogance in us to believe that <laughs> we've created something so incredibly unique that nobody's ever thought of it before. Because yeah. I'm sure if we look around in enough books, I'll find that concept about dying deities in one of them. You know, right? It's, yeah. It, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under <laughs> the sun, Solomon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. <laughs> we went uh, a little more in depth in that than I was expecting. So I was Sorry, I'm looking you at let, you. Let no, me no, talk no. for two seconds, <laughs> and I, I I end up word salad. I, I gave you a cookie. Um, <laughs> gave me cookie. Gave me cookie. <laughs> cookie. <laughs> I broke it. Oh man, it was a laugh and a cough. Anyway. It was a laugh. <laughs> yep. A, what or, a laugh. Or, or calf. What a laugh. <laughs> it's a laugh. <laughs> having a laugh. Uh, <laughs> We're just having a laugh, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have like three friends. Um, but yeah, so uh, again, my, my answers to these are a little bit more simplistic. Um, to two of the things that I have is that um, the fact that in Aelwyn, uh everyone speaks draconic. Uh-huh. It's a magically induced draconic. or imbued. Dr- draconic is common. Yeah, draconic is, is common. And I was, <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh, I was talking to Ariel on the way here. I was like, uh, everyone except her uh, speaks draconic anyway. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> so, we we all chose reptilian so, races that speak the dr- draconic language. Yeah. So we were trying to think like, well, what could make it even more different? And it's like, well, I guess it's a radius of of space in Aloin where it's it's draconic. But then all of a sudden, if you guys travel outside of that radius, you guys are gonna keep speaking draconic. And Aaliyah's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting thing because originally I justified the reason Worm spoke common was because so in the Underdark he only ever spoke Draconic. Mm-hmm. That was his people's language. And yeah. then he popped up in Aloin somewhere and I justified his ability to speak common as okay, the person whose home he popped up in and who kind of like took him in and taught him what she could about society yeah taught him how to speak common so it's i should probably take that off of his character sheet that he can speak common because common here is draconic so so he would have popped up speaking the same language maybe not, with just like regional differences or something like that yeah so not specifically because um like i said i think we changed it to we're going we are going to change it to it's a radius of of area okay so where the, the closer, coastal areas are going to be more uh 
more diverse in their in their speech. So what was the 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 town we made was called Duskport, yeah? Correct. That was pretty far away from the center, yeah? Yes. It it's up in the I'll just um, have that be where he's actually, from. Oh, yeah. It makes sense cuz he came in on an airship anyways. Mm-hmm. So Worm could be from Duskport, and that could be far enough away that it's not magically induced common. Right. And so he had to learn a different language. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes makes sense at all. (laughs) And it it probably wouldn't have been too big of a stretch for her to be like the the lady whose home he just appeared in Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, she does speak some draconic and was able to use that as like, the building, like, maybe isn't fluent in it. Right, yeah. But being so close to Aelwyn, you have to know some. Yep. And so she used that as, like, a, a building block for teaching him the rest of the, the common tongue. Yeah. I like it. I like it, it a lot. Makes sense. <laughs> um, That's why I like this podcast. It helps us. Uh, yeah. It not only develop the world, but also characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly why I wanted to do this this uh, set of episodes. Yeah. Um. And again, one one last part of the uh, the the differences uh, that I would say is that magic is a more mundane activity uh, for the for Aloin proper and mm-hmm. surrounding cities. Um, but as you travel out further, it's, it's a little bit less common. Um, but inside of Aloin proper, it's. I think we had talked about it in the last talked about it in the episode. Last one. It's was, like everywhere. It, yeah, it's like wondrous magic items are commonplace. Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go hang up this sign outside my my uh, my shop. Oh, I'll just put on my boots, levitation, and it's leviosa, <laughs> not leviosa. Oh. <laughs> Stop it, Ron! Stop it! <laughs> um. But yeah, so that I think those are the major differences so far that have um, mm-hmm. come that across have so far. Popped up, yeah. yeah. So our next couple of questions are from David Livingston, um, and he he actually asked us a couple. Um, we're not gonna uh, go for all of them because there are other people that submitted questions, uh, but a couple of these we can we can burn through pretty quick, and then there's a longer uh, a longer question that we can spend a little bit more time marinating on. Um, so the first one we're gonna we're gonna get to from him is, what are the banking and financial institutions? Do you have banks? Because currently my bank is uh, your wife's character, <laughs> toting around my gold in her backpack because I have a buttload of gold. Yeah. So yeah, so I I thought on this one for a while because I was like. A lot of times, as far as I've seen in any D&D session I've ever listened to or run or been a part of, there's not really ever been any kind of banking institutions that I've heard of. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it's like the kingdom has like, or each town may have a treasury of sorts mm-hmm. that is more so a this is the town's money. And then the people that get paid from there get paid from there, but they can keep it there. They keep, no, they like, they keep their money in their homes. Okay. Um, 
or on their person if you, they're adventurers or whatever they put them put it on their on their person yeah um if they have a home they can keep it there but um that's basically my thought process of that is just unless there's a reason to specifically have a bank like mm-hmm. i i thought it, it might be an interesting side quest for like someone to be stealing money from people's homes or something and then they realize oh we kind of need a place to store our, our money so that it doesn't get stolen yeah um something like that but at the moment there's not really been any reason for that so it's just like there's there's no banks <laughs> um so what's what's actually funny is in the the city that i had made for the homebrew that i was running we actually like i actually made a banking system you did the thing was nobody ever asked like i guess i guess i probably should have like said something and made it like known that there was a bank in in source um like oh hey what's that building oh it's the bank yeah because they they also (laughs) they also like they never they never like had a home or anywhere to stay like they would always come back to the city yeah but they generally either stayed in this one npc's house and and when i say house it was like a hovel it was like two rooms yeah and those two rooms were separated by a curtain but yeah so he he had his 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 room where he kept his food and he would prepare it and he would eat it and then he had like basically it was living room dining room kitchen all in this one very small room Mm. and then he had like a bed over in this little like niche in the wall that he would like move the curtain and he would go in there and sleep yeah and so it was like and and there was there was like six people in that in that party and they were all just crashing at this dude's house and so he was kind of just like you know you're gonna have to find somewhere else to stay at some point yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but what i was what i was actually going to do is he was going into business with uh one of the tavern keepers mm. in in the city proper cuz he was kind of in the slums area and he was just going to like okay well i'm going to be living at the tavern because i've just bought you know i've bought half of it i'm i'm 50% owner so i'm going to live in the tavern would you like to buy this place <laughs> like <laughs> <clears throat> just re- regain some of his money back and then like all right i'm out you guys can have it like yeah do whatever whatever you want with it and then make an add-on well and they were also applying for like an adventurer's guild status yeah um where they would have Man, that's something i need to yeah <laughs> come up with well, where they were gonna have people like actually come to them with jobs instead of going out and seeking jobs and stuff like yeah, that yeah 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 and um the only problem is so they they got denied here's why <clears throat> they listed on their general form how many people were leading it it was, it was them uh-huh. <clears throat> the guy one of the guys his character couldn't read or write but he would Uh-oh. not he would not admit to anybody that he could not read or write right right so he grabbed his part of the form to fill out and just scribbled on it just just took a pen <laughs> scribbled on it and then was like oh i'll turn in the paperwork it's fine and so he brought it in and it listed how many people were going to be running this group but 
for one of the applicants things it was just nonsense scribbles and gibberish yeah. it was no actual like it would have a letter here and there because he'd like copy a letter that he saw somewhere mm-hmm. but and they were like okay you didn't give us all the information application denied <sighs> And then they left town before <laughs> before they could go and deal with that because he still would not admit that he could not read and write. Yeah. <laughs> he had finally, finally admitted it to Atreya uh-huh. before the campaign fell apart. Right. Um, and it was because she's kind of just like a mom character. Like she mm-hmm. she just kind of takes care. Like her whole thing is she wanted to like she wants to protect everybody. That's why she's traveling with these people. She wants to make sure they're safe and all that. And he had finally admitted to her, nobody else that he couldn't read or write. And she had told him, okay, let me help you learn. Yeah. And so that was going to be a thing in like their downtime. They were going to teach him how to read and all that stuff. And then the campaign fell apart and he never ended up knowing how. (laughs) Poor guy. Yeah. It was, it was pretty funny because they, they like, they filled out the paperwork and then went to go like went to go do a job. And I was like, this is going to get denied. <laughs> <laughs> and and I told them that at one point they were like, when we get back, we'll have like a, a guild status and like all this other stuff. And I was like, no, you won't. Why not? I said, because Glint didn't fill out his paperwork, dude. Like <laughs> he doodled all over it. It's like, uh, what's your name? Uh, <laughs> it says here on your paperwork that your name is <laughs> <laughs> the cave of ah. <laughs> 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 it's the cat, the castle. Ah, <laughs> oh, the castle. Ah, no. maybe he died while he was writing it. Well, if he died while he was writing it, he wouldn't have bothered to write out. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I love that movie. But yeah, there there was actually a banking system on my side of the world that just never that, got used. That's kind of why I had a whole financial district. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm like I don't feel like building that out because I don't think people would use it. Like Wormwood, because he'd be like he'd be like I'm just gonna store all of my stuff like all of my gold here because I don't know I don't. I don't know how it works. I do, don't trust myself with it. So just here. Do kobolds have hordes? They can. They can? Okay. It, it depends. So sometimes they're they're affiliated with dragons. So yeah. they hoard stuff and then take it to the dragon. Right, right, right. Sometimes they will have like a collective horde that's their people's. Right. But they share everything. So. So it's a collective horde. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's a horde, but it's more of like a central bank that everybody can pull out of. Right. Okay. Like a a a, a friend fund. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, want to move on to the next one? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh so again, uh this is still from David Livingston. Livingston, yeah. Uh so he also asked uh what are some pastimes uh actually let me go back to the actual question. Says, what are some popular pastimes and hobbies? All right. Well, you just said it anyway. Okay. I did. Um, and then also, I think there's another one that is, uh, is there a popular sports league or a professional sports league? Yeah. Is that yeah, from any, the same? Any, yeah. It says, are there any, is there, no, it says, are there anything 
akin to a professional sports league. Okay. Um, so so be, we kind of lump those two questions in together because they're it's very similar. Um, so a lot of what I have... Baseball! <laughs> yeah, it's baseball! We all go down to the town square to watch the public executions. <laughs> the guy uses finger of death. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yep, that's as, what it is. As, yep. we, as we talked about, <laughs> we in, talked about in last episode. episode. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, that's possible, but at the moment, no. <laughs> 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 uh, what what I had or what I wanted to do was, uh, it's it's a medieval style uh, world, so it, uh, they have things like the sword and. Jo- uh, joust and hand-to-hand combats and stuff like that like they had in the tournament yeah the but tournament more that we were involved in yeah so there's more like professional leagues of of those kinds of things um so they have fighting rings and and stuff like that so it's, but, it's not so at the at the one we went to it, it, it was, was more bunch, of an open it was a bunch of adventurers but not necessarily the guy that's the professional jouster because right. like he's really good at the joust but not really anything else. Yeah. So the only guy that they had that was that way was the dude that I embarrassed with archery. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Thank you, multiple nat 20s in a row. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> so he he probably quit after that. Uh, <laughs> Some random kobold <laughs> from Duskport just shows up, shot my arrow out of the air, and ricocheted it into the bullseye of his target. <laughs> And then he did it to the other guy. And then, yeah, and then he did it again. To someone else. <laughs> while yelling loudly, trick shot. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was great. <laughs> you know what? I quit. I thought I was really good at this. I quit. <laughs> yeah. And I would say he would probably be one of those, like, equivalent to a, a football player here of, like, he makes millions of dollars. Yeah. For for being an archer, but just got then, absolutely <laughs> embarrassed by some nobody. Yeah, he's like, um, yeah, no, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I am the weakest link. Goodbye. It's like the the top paid professional football player goes against like a three foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> she goes against Muggsy Bows. <laughs> three foot tall high schooler that just embarrasses him on the football field, just tackles him, pounds him into the dirt, and is just like, yeah, boy! <laughs> Trick shot! <laughs> Trick shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually wanted to um, come up with something for uh, for this I don't think we'll get into the the rules or anything for it here, but I want to make a rugby style game. Mm. Um, and I think that would be cool to collaborate on that and, and make up the rules for that at some point. Um, that definitely sounds like a thing a Trey would be interested right? in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could be a really cool, like medieval magic style rugby like i don't know if there'd be magic involved necessarily but like it'd be cool to just have that as if a professional sports league if you wanted a a magical style sport there's actually two different ones Quidditch. Uh- <laughs> no there's there's two different ones in in canon D&D um, oh, okay one of them is called mage tower um okay they're they're in uh strixhaven 
uh, oh, right. the curriculum of chaos or yeah yeah because um, it's like a harry potter style yeah, and i and i have that book yeah and there's two different magical sports that they play in that in that wizarding school that we could probably take some of the rules of those and adapt them and have like a more like martial style one that's yeah. not magic involved and then have okay this is the one where we let you take magical steroids and go crazy right yeah <laughs> yeah i think that'd be awesome like, like how am i supposed to compete with a wizard that knows haste like <laughs> it's a hundred by being a wizard who knows haste it's a hundred yard dash of course he's gonna win <laughs> but it could also be like oh they have the equipment yeah for like the magic items that people use during yeah the games like have like a enchanted gauntlet that like helps you like attract the ball or like do right, other things yeah. like that like, boots of haste uh, like, like like a catcher's glove but magical yeah like helps you with the catching and throwing if you're not the most athletic but you are like good with aim right yeah yeah I, like I think it. that'd be fun that would be fun <laughs> we'll we'll work on that cool that, that sounds like a fun group project yeah um but that's that's pretty much all I had for for those questions. Um, as far as but. like hobbies and stuff like that goes, um, I know that like at least me as a player character, um, his hobby is knitting. Oh, so yeah. like everywhere he goes, he goes and like buys yarn um, <laughs> because he actually learned how to do it in the Underdark with spider silk. Which now that we've we've made it canon that Taz was his mentor makes that. A little bit more weird. A little bit more weird, <laughs> but a little bit more canon. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it makes sense because Worm is a weird dude. He's like, hey, I need more butt rope. <laughs> yes, so, I am all for this. He doesn't come from me, but. <laughs> but. Yeah, so it made it a little bit more weird, but also right up Worm's alley. <laughs> yep. Um, so the other question we were going to get into from David Livingston was what are the stereotypes people of different cities think about each other? And what would like, for example, what would people from city A say about people from city B? Okay. Or what do they think they're like or like? Yeah. I mean, we, we've already kind of done one like in, in talking about the sports, like some random kobold from right. Duskport. <laughs> Because, yeah. I mean, it's way out in the boonies, so it's possible that, like, you know. So, again, like, Dustport is <clears throat> is going to be one of the coastal towns. Um, mm -hmm. So that's actually kind of one of the first points I made, or we made on the way here. <laughs> um, so the coastal um, regions um, are actually the original inhabitants of... Aluin. Um so that they're the they're the longest running people that uh, they were here have lived here. The, the predated the kingdom. So their yes. cultures would be different. Right. Um so most uh, I'll just I'll just read what we have here. Yeah, go um, for it. Most of these individuals were uh content with remaining at the coastal regions and not exploring further inland. So this was way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um so very Moana in their thinking of like we're in paradise. We we don't need anything else. Like we don't need to travel. We don't need to go outside the reef. You know, the beaches <laughs> give us all we need. Exactly. <laughs> the coconuts. What? <laughs> um, Consider the coconut. The what? Consider the trees. <laughs> <laughs> the island gives us what we need. I got two daughters. I know all the songs. Oh yeah. I I have <laughs> one son, but I love that movie anyway. Um, <laughs> 
so uh oh okay so but as the youth of the community grew and more airships transported individuals from the other side of the world there was a desire and a need to expand and explore further inland the majority of the coastal region folks that remain still firmly believe in that solidarity of this is where we need to be Mm -hmm. so the uh the people in alien proper are more of that high society like high high elf wizard style people that have almost an arrogance to them yeah so they very very affluent exactly yeah so they they kind of look down not all of them like the king is still very you know grounded grounded in in reality but there are some that have lost that idea of hard work and and stuff because yeah. of the magic being so prevalent see see somebody like using a saw and a hammer and, and yeah. nails to build a building and they're like why don't you just use your wand of mold earth yeah right <laughs> exactly you can shape the stone <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah like he they... can't even use a scroll of magnificent mansion <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so there's definitely some some dynamics that are little little wouldn't necessarily say uh, I, I'm not gonna say it never mind so so here's a question with having a king that comes from more humble origins mm-hmm. and is still fairly grounded you know he's he's probably developed some of these habits but it's still fairly grounded what does he think about that and is he trying to push back against that that more aristocratic lifestyle or or that that seeing themselves as above the I, people that are further out i think like you said he he's taken on a little bit of the the high status but is still is still grounded enough to realize that there's there is some uh issues with how people act definitely um so i think because of his humble beginnings he he can put on a um a air of humility uh, well uh, an air of authority but at the same time is humble enough to realize that he's only one person uh-huh. and can't fix everything um so he i think he tries where he can but not not to the point because he has so much responsibility mm-hmm. that he can't just I mean yeah that's that's why he's gone and grabbed this ragtag party of at the beginning we were fourth level adventurers yeah and said hey I need you guys to like take care of some stuff for me exactly and he's sending you on certain things to basically be like well you need to build your strength but I also need to trust you and yeah. make sure you are doing the T- things testing that I need you to testing do. our worth yeah exactly so um so he he is definitely on the side of he knows what hard work is he knows uh to like he knows where people come from mm-hmm. and he doesn't he doesn't look down on people for that um but there are definitely people in Halo and proper who do yeah and there are uh, very Hunger Games capital esque, 
kind of yeah <laughs> um and then obviously in like the different ecosystems there's different styles of people different um well yeah i mean just just in in living spaces alone you would yeah. have to have different homes and different ways of building them and yeah. then different ways of like your day-to-day life just because of the environment you're in like exactly you know we're we're here in texas we live very different lives than somebody who lives in you know in new york just because we have very different climate yeah like like people out here can't drive in the rain but uh people in new york can drive through a blizzard yeah but also (laughs) somebody somebody from new york steps outside in the middle of texas august and they think oh my god we're dying and it's like Oh, there's a cool front out right yeah. now, man. Like it's only a hundred. It's, it's only, only hundred and ten. It's right only hundred and fifteen. Like we had a cool front blow in last night. <laughs> Yesterday it was one hundred and twenty-six. <laughs> I still laugh. My brother came out here uh, on a well on a mission trip to Mexico uh-huh. at one point, and he was like, "Yeah, in the sun it was like a hundred 130 degrees in the shade it was like 110 yeah the shade is just diet sunlight yeah (laughs) and then he also came home with like uh poison oak all over his entire body and (laughs) so we're like well where did you get it from did you get it from mexico or did you get it from texas (laughs) like doesn't matter doesn't matter it still sucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like yep it's just those those types of stereotypes, though. It's like, well, you know, it's it's super hot here, but it's always cold there. Like, yeah. And there's certain people that can be like, well, that's better, or this is this is better, or you know, yeah. Um, things like driving here and driving there. I, I mean, always, I mean, I could walk out on the street <laughs> of San Antonio. And just like have like a red solo cup and dump a cup of ice on the street, and there would be fifteen accidents <laughs> just due to a couple <laughs> ice cubes. And that would all be within the span it took for those cubes to melt, yeah. which is like two seconds. Yeah, there would be fifteen different ice accidents, and there would be a, a news report about ice on the roads. Yeah. Like, I I still laugh at the the snowmageddon a couple years ago. Yeah. Snowmageddon here was what three inches of snow, if even, if that. Yeah, yeah. like we we had a couple inches of snow and the entire state the, shut down. Yeah, friggin' New York, you get six feet of snow and people are still like, "Oh, you still coming to work?" Yeah, yeah. Like I I was I was leaving my house to drive to work and I got a call from my boss like, "Hey, don't come in," because the Air Force base I was working on was shut down. The U.S. The U.S. The US Air, Force. Air Force base was shut down because of a couple inches of snow, yeah. and I was like, "Wait, really?" He was like, "Yeah, they they shut it down. You can't get in the gates. Yeah, don't bother coming in." So, all right. So and I was like, "Okay, well, is, do you know when they're gonna open back up?" He goes, "I'll call you when they do. Stay home." And yeah. I was like, "All right. Well, I'm gonna go play with my kids out in the snow. Like, <laughs> happy week for me." Yeah. So this is kind of weird to get into because it 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 does fit in with this conversation. Yeah. In, in certain ways but like one of the things I was going to say is that like it's it's all in how the different cultures deal with it because mm-hmm. or the different cultures and climates because the climate here the roads and stuff are not built for cold Mm-mm. they're not built for, for snow and the rain we got a lot of those they're, big overpasses yeah. that, that 
it gets barely into freezing and they ice over yeah. real bad. Yeah. And, and you're, you know, not only 40 that, feet up in the air, you don't want an accident on yeah. that. <laughs> and they're they're built for the heat, so they have uh what is it? Um is it here that has the rubber? No, 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 it's not here. So in New York they put rubber in the in the streets. And so uh yeah, or in, put, in the northeast, yeah, but if, if you if put, put rubber, rubber here, in the streets they'd melt. It would melt. So it's not made for those cold, mm-hmm. wet <laughs> yeah, conditions. So, so somebody from your your desert oasis area would have very different views on just the world in general yeah. than somebody who lives in your tundra. Exactly. So there, there's those those dynamics of there's power dynamics. There's uh, different building dynamics. There's different, different resources come resources, from different yeah. different uh, biomes. Exactly. So it's it's there's definitely some stereotypes. <laughs> um, obviously, they're not all. Obviously, they're not all written out at the at the moment. But I can definitely see where these these threads are going mm-hmm. of like yeah those those desert people aren't gonna like those those uh tundra people too much yeah or, <laughs> and they're right next to or each other maybe they do because maybe oh maybe the oasis is fed by snowmelt hmm and so so they kind of see it as like a yeah it's awful and we don't want to go there but because desert and tundra are the same climate or the same the same terrain, just different temperature. Right. And so they 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 might even have some similarities in that where it's like okay, like but but they but they realize like they need each other because it's like okay your your oasis is literally fed by snowmelt, mm. and so it could even be like a thing where like when they're getting rid of snow in an area, like they have some mage use like control water or something oh, and, yeah. and push it over towards the desert area because they know that like if there's a bunch of snow built up here like right about where the where the the change happens it'll melt and it'll go to the oasis and give them more fresh water yeah that's i like you <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i say smart things <laughs> <laughs> it, so it's funny too cuz Ariel and i we're, we were talking about this stuff on the way over, trying to finalize Hammer things. It out. And, like, this was not even something that we thought about. Like, that's really cool. I like it. <laughs> Sometimes we come up with a, a good idea when we use our collective one brain cell yeah. and, and share it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ariel has more than that. <laughs> I meant you and I. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So our final question for this episode is going to be coming to us from Scott Pearson. Um, And he asks, where do the Smiths get the ore to create weapons and armor? Right. I got this one, Dad. I'm I'm kidding. Let me tell you how your world works. Okay, dude. (laughs) Uh, Listeners out there, do not be that player. If your DM tells you it is a certain way, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of actually works back into uh, a little bit of the uh, s- stereotypes question because uh, we had written out some some of the uh, 
what do you call it? Some of the races and stuff that would be living in these different biomes and stuff like that and what they actually do there. Uh-huh. So, um, so like in the rainforest district, um, it's commonly like wood elves, halflings, um, Genasi, green dragonborn, kind of stuff like that. And they, they, this isn't necessarily the ores and smithing stuff, but like the, what they actually do there is um, like they focus on a lot of nature and a lot of like creating poisons and, and uh, potions and, and stuff like that from the nature around them and stuff like that mm-hmm. in the tundra. There's a lot of forges and mining that happen in like the mount- mountainous areas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the Ooh, mining, they could, can they could even like vent the heat like through a through like piping systems to right. like heat the homes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like it it's there's a lot of underground stuff that happens mm-hmm. there. I, at least that's what I was picturing. Um obviously well, if there's that's, if overground that's what you stuff. were picturing then you being the DM, that's well, what yeah. is. <laughs> yes, it was just not discussed with anyone. That's what I was picturing. That's what I was hoping for. That's what, I, like, that's what but, I was thinking, but maybe not. I don't like, know. Well, you're the one that gets to design it, Dan, so if that's what you were picturing, then have it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Ariel and I talk about things, and then things change like five minutes later because <laughs> we can't remember what we said before, or she remembers better than I do, so... I'm like, well, maybe it's this way, but that's not what you said before. <laughs> like, well, well, I got a different idea after I stopped talking to you. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Brain kept um, thinking just because conversation was over. Right. <laughs> just because it was thinking <clears throat> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Me think, why waste time say lot word when few word do trick? <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> Someday when me president, you see. <laughs> oh, good show, good show. What a bad Kevin there either. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. My brother does it pretty good too. Oh, dude, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. He he played Kevin in a, a video that we made uh, for our youth group. Beautiful. <laughs> we did a whole office episode on uh, in one of our uh, silly videos that we made for... The sock from one socket. <laughs> um, but anyway, don't look it up, or do. <laughs> yeah, no, no, look it up. It's funny, <laughs> sort of. Uh, I, I'll go with it. it's 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 cringy like early two thousands YouTube era like, YouTube yeah. content like where <laughs> hey where, that stuff was good. All no, right, no, I'm just saying we're like nobody really had it fully figured out yet, but they would just throw videos on there yeah. and and. They were cringy, and they were funny, and they were weird, and they were super awkward. Let's put it this way. I want to bring it back to those days. <laughs> That'd be incredible, but I don't think your channel would be very big. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to do on our Instagram, but okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that, but again. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, um, the... So the tundra will have a lot of mining and and um uh da, 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 da. could even make like a small prison colony up there where it's like you know what you've messed up 
go to Siberia. Yeah. You go to the gulag. <laughs> you're going to go up north. Icewind Dale. Yeah, you're going to go to Icewind Dale, and you're going to mine ore until we have decided you've paid off your debt to yeah. society. <laughs> That's basically the beginning of the movie. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> this is the bucket where our pee freezes. <laughs> <laughs> But where's Jonathan? We sleep over here, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. It's a great movie. Yeah, it really was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the the ore and everything is going to come from the tundra, and it, there's definitely going to be other areas that people um, can get the ore from. Um, I haven't fully fleshed that one out either, but, um, yeah, so tundra, maybe some like stone and stuff from, from like the flatlands and, and stuff like that. Um, There's probably also some like decent ore deposits in the it, canyon. That's right. Itself. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. In the, in the actual chasm itself, there. And if if it's close enough to the Underdark, they could even have, like, open trade with some of the less um, aggressive and hostile races from the Underdark. Like, they could have, like, a a, a, a trade route to a Sferf Neblin, um, like, city, mm-hmm. the, the Deep Gnomes. <clears throat> yeah. That's true. And, I mean, Deep Gnomes love gemstones, so just trade them gemstones for ore. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That could be that could be fun. That way it's not like like yes, obviously there there are other places where they can get it like up on the surface, but like it's yeah. not their their ore is not totally self-reliant. Yeah. And maybe maybe their their more precious stuff comes from deeper in the earth. Like they can't get access to adamantine up here, but mm-hmm. they can get it from the deep gnomes. Yeah. Deep gnomes. Deep gnomes. Spirit nebly. Yeah. Um and also like there could be some magical ore down there because of the rift and everything too. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, definitely some some potential. So, yeah. Cool, cool. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> we wanted to thank everyone who submitted questions to uh, our little podcast here. Uh, uh, it was very much appreciated. Uh, being able to build out this world is so much fun, and uh, Blake and I are having a blast. Ariel and I are having a blast uh, building this world out. Your players um, are having a blast playing in it. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but thank you for all uh, all of you who are listening to Critical Friendship. And if you have any questions concerning anything we discussed today, you can email us at criticalfriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Or comment on our Instagram at Critical Friendship Podcast, and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can on our next episode. We also have a Facebook group. We also have a Facebook group now. That's true. Uh, find us at uh, Critical Friendship on Facebook, um, and we actually have a Spotify, a full-on Spotify account now, so nice. you can listen there now. Nice. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll try to try to answer those questions on our next episode. Yeah. Join us next time where keeping with the spirit of uh recording in vehicles, we will be doing this while white water rafting 
and trying to keep the equipment dry and the outside sounds outside. But as for now, ah, dang it, I rolled a nat one on giving the outro.